Oh my gosh, it didn't go correctly. One In a world where one man betrayed his brother, sparking a civil war that has torn asunder a once proud army, placing family against family, the time has come for one last showdown in the only arena that may have the chance to contain such awesomeness. The Schmobate Arena. This is Schmobates. And this is the next chapter of the Action Army Civil War. Rated R. <laughs> hello, hello. Sorry about that weird delay. I'm Alex Mag, part of the Call to Action crew, and you're here today with me this wonderful Wednesday evening. We're going to be going over some debates, and more particularly, schmobates, where we argue and verbalize these battles to the death, to the blood. Kelsey, what's up, my love? Not much. I am so excited for this. This is going to be amazing. Um, like we, we've been wanting to see these two guys like going at it again since we saw them in Houston. Well, I wasn't in Houston, but other people got to see them live in Houston. And now I get to be here finally and see them sort of live. And I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. No big deal. This is not like it's a huge rivalry or a civil war or there's like a history or anything. Not at all. It's not like we're watching our dad fight on camera again. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Anyway, okay. Let's just go ahead and jump to it. Kelsey, we're going to be watching these two badass competitors really argue and make some solid uh, just arguments, I guess. So uh, let's go ahead and bring them on out. Our first competitor. You may know him as the debonair. You may know him as a schmodown god or the one that really defeated Dan Merle. We just know him as a cool guy named Drew. Or Danglin Drew. What's Danglin Drew? What's up? This is Harmony. No, could you imagine? I would make Ben <laughs> so uncomfortable if I talk like that for the whole show. I would beat him alone just doing that. Yeah, and and uh, I'm here. I'm here to win. I, I, it's the Schmobates. This is this is all that I care about. Okay, I've been locked in my apartment. I got nothing else going on. Ben, I need this. Okay. <laughs> I need this, okay? So I want to let you know I'm here and I'm ready to go and I've prepared my arguments. I've got things. Oh, shoot. I just realized I pressed the button. I'm sorry. <laughs> took me off because I cried and now we're all embarrassed. And I just want to let you know, a dangler is someone that walks around and does favors for people and they go, dang. And so today I'm going to do you guys a favor. You're all going to finish this and you're going to go, dang. Drew gave the best debate I've seen in my life. And I'm going to win. Uh, I don't know if I was supposed to say anything other than hello, but you're welcome. Hello. You're welcome. <laughs> From dad number one to dad number two, you may know him as uh, the traitor or a table breaker or the man that got slats heard around the world. But again, we just know him as uh, our second dad, Ben Bateman. What's up? Hello, Drew. No, no. To <laughs> <laughs> this is not. Uh, look, I'm I, I'm here. I changed my glasses because you changed your glasses, you idiot. You're um, an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot because I knew you were going to wear the same glasses I did. Debate one. Damn. Uh, I think we can all just back away from any of the theatrics. Obviously, I'm favored. That's why I came out second. And I think that speaks volumes about what's happening tonight. So I'm here to take care of business. It is schmobates. It matters to me. I've that got a lot going on. That is not nothing. But I got nothing to lose. 
That is not how the entrances worked when I was brief. You were brief? Oh, God. We're like not even five minutes into this, and I'm already ready to shed my first tear. Okay. <laughs> if uh, you're new to Schmo Bates, thank you so much for joining us today. Schmo Bates is a Schmodown's uh, debate show, essentially, where we really try to argue Schmodown's greatest questions, all the way from what is the best belt match in history, all the way to what Schmodown personality would be the best person to have in a food fight? Cat, I swear to sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> My Your cat son's is name called. is Cat. Where? <laughs> you get. Anyway, but <laughs> yes, and thank you, sorry for drawing more attention to it. Yes, I do cry out of happiness and so much laughter every time we on here. So, okay, so again, if you're new here, thank you so much. We do this every Wednesday at nine. 30 central 7 30 pacific but how we kind of go about it is uh, we have a little format where we have an opening question sorry uh, we have three questions with an opening statement surrounded by four minutes of open debate and lastly the one minute long closing statement as well we're going to be starting with ben providing his answers first for the first question for the second question it's going to be a dangling drew and for the third and final question we'll be using this wonderful little coin right hither to determine who's going to be uh, claiming dibs to the third and final and arguably most fun of the questions. Kelsey, my love, are you ready? I am so ready. I've been re excited for this all day and I'm finally here and I'm ready to hear some debates. Not only we're just kind of counting down the seconds, so, you know, no big deal. Danglin Drew, are you ready? Yeah. Am I supposed to hold my microphone? I didn't know. I didn't get the memo. Am I supposed to hold this? Is that what we're doing with our hands, <laughs> Ben? I don't know. Are you prepared, Drew? Hold I recognize. I'll just okay. All right, thank you. I'm ready. Don't want to do with the hands. Okay, and Ben, are you ready? Just want to give a big shout out to that incredible promo to open the match. Uh, I think I recognize the voice, and uh, yes, I am ready. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump to it for our first question. Kelsey, please do the honors. Yes. What is the best comeback match? Now. There's a lot of different directions we can take this in. But Ben, what was yours? You have one minute on the clock starting right now. The greatest comeback match in the history of the Schmodown is the most recent title match. It's Dan Merle versus myself. And it was Dan Merle coming back in the final round. And it's not so much that the deficit of five points going into the fifth round was insurmountable because we all know the difference between five points and six points, as I know, uh, is, is the difference of the match. The five-point question can be answered or missed, and it has been many times. But the emotional momentum tied to this match, which is now being referred to by most already as the greatest match of all time, recency bias or not, that's the truth. The emotional impact of Dan and winning the first round handedly nine to six, but then missing a point in the next round, losing on the Tyler Perry three Oh, in the next round, missing every single buzz in, in the speed round. He was defeated emotionally. Dan was done. I could see it. I could see his shoulders slump for all the nonsense that Roka says, about they were prepared. I know Dan had accepted defeat. And in that moment, the cards fell as they fell and Dan retained his status as the greatest of all time, not even a little bit disputed in that incredible performance to beat myself in. And fine. I wrapped it up. Thank you so much, Ben. All right. So what I heard is that you <laughs> the most recent match between Merle, current, uh, current uh, singles champion up against former champion yourself over in Atlanta. All right. All right. Over to you, Danglin Drew. 
Uh, yep. Well, what's the best comeback match for you? Well, the greatest comeback match of all time is, of course, late to the party against Critically Acclaimed because they were actually behind. They're actually a team that's never won a match other than their match against Critically Acclaimed. Now, look, here's the thing. Now, you're going up against Whitney and Bibbs, who are two people that have been in the business forever, and against Robert and Vanessa, who, again, have never won a match. They just played their very first match against Team Action before this, and they go down in round one, of course, because Bibbs is a beast in that, and they end up coming back in a perfect round two, and then Bibbs and Whitney have nothing in round three. They answer all their questions, but it doesn't matter. Robert and Vanessa are still so far ahead that they end up knocking them out of the tournament. Are you kidding me? This is one of the biggest upsets of all time, and it's a comeback victory from behind from a team that has only won once and it's against them a team with a former champion and someone who's been a movie critic for over 20 years that's a real comeback not it not the greatest of all time winning a match against someone who hasn't ever beaten him before look i've tko'd him okay this is a joke you're a joke and time thank you so much drew from dangling drew um, I'm not going to lie. Both these matches were amazing, and uh, I love that pick as well. Okay, so that wraps up our opening statements. We're going to be moving right along into the open debate segment for this first question, and we're going to give you a little heads up. We're going to let you know when you have two minutes left, 30 seconds remaining, all that good stuff as well. Ah, Kelsey, what do you think of these picks? So far. I'm really interested to see where this goes. They're very different choices, and I'm excited to hear their arguments as to why there's a better choice because they're, they're definitely – it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, two pretty huge matches. One does definitely have a lot more recency bias, so I'm really excited to see how uh, he's going to combat that. All right. You have four minutes on the clock to make your debates starting now. How is it possible that in reality... Are you actually joking me? You know, I'll you give you the, the match I will with you, you the courtesy. You pick the match courtesy. with you in Go it. Ahead. Go ahead. You first, literally are like, oh, uh, well, the greatest comeback match of all time is someone that played against me, someone who just won a belt for the first time a couple months ago. And uh, and the person that came back uh, was Dan Merle, the greatest of all time, who uh, you know I've never beaten, but the guy that I'm debating against has. So uh, let me just say this. Uh, no, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Late to the party was actually behind. There was a champion on the team. You're you're arguing that the greatest of all time came back against you? Are you joking? That's laughable. You and you and Dan aren't even in the same league when it comes to singles, and he proved it to you. You say he was out of it? No, he wasn't out of it. He destroyed you. You you say a comeback victory? Late to the party won on their five pointer. You lost on yours. That's not a comeback. That's just Dan winning because he's better than you. This yeah, whole Drew, thing I'm is gonna, embarrassing. I'm going to jump do. in here. Please, I'm going to jump, jump in, in here and tell you that the, initially the question here is what is the best comeback match? Now the two teams right. you're arguing for, and late I just party, I just wonderful. told you what the great, comeback really match really was. sweet, but but not a great team. And and if you're going to tell me that critically acclaimed is a team that we should expect greatness from, it's probably the most boring championship contender team of all time it's not a team that ever deserved anywhere near the top of the heap and it's not somebody that really you, you just said expect. they were a championship contender team though that i mean that's the point the party they played the party is not a contending but that's match. not the thing you didn't say compared to late to the party you said that they were a championship contender team which they are and late to the party only won one match and it was against them so please continue proving my point Again, I'm not telling you in any way that I expect myself, even in that situation, to have a shot to beat Dan. All I'm telling you is, in that moment, the greatest of all time was down to me needing to miss my five-point question. And as it comes to outplaying Dan, 
He would agree. I did. I took more rounds than he did. I answered more questions correctly than he did. It was the difference and disparity of difficulty of a five. But you're talking question. about yourself. Just no one truth. cares about you. That's it's not about line. you. You didn't win. It's about Dan because he came back. But you just keep talking about you and the things that you did or didn't do. Th and this you isn't keep, about and you. you. Focusing on a match that's largely irrelevant in the history of the Shimodan is a great match, which it but, is. It's a great but, story. I love Robert and Vanessa. That's not a great match. But that's, that's not, not the question. This is the, the question wasn't was was this match relevant? It's what's the greatest comeback of all time? Best and and they're Matt down. And, the and, and Nibs and Whitney also spun best comeback match. It's not a best comeback match. Spun it's a great they were, period. That's it. I it's do, great. No, they were down in round two and they spun spinners. Do you want to take a minute? I do. I love everything you're, I'm hearing. It came down to the five pointers and everything. I do kind of want you guys to uh, refer a little bit to the fan reactions as well. Um, how did people react to it um, online? I mean, there. I mean, yours was a live match and yours was not. So, what was uh, the reaction after those matches? Um, starting with you, Ben. Uh, the reaction of the match was obviously that at the moment that it actually came down to Dan needing to answer the questions that he had to answer, people were stunned. People thought there was no chance really that actually in a live setting, Dan was going to lose this match. And what happened in rounds two, rounds three, and rounds four consecutively was so shocking. I could, again, once standing on stage, could see the slump in Dan's shoulders. He would tell you himself he felt he was out of it. Now, he did what he has to do as a champion and answer this question. But the fan reaction was that they were stunned that Dan managed to actually come back in that situation. The fan reaction to Drew's match was people love to see late to the party win. But again, that wasn't a great comeback. It was just a great upset. That's no, all it was. no, it wasn't. It was a great comeback because they were down going into round two. Their opponents spun spinners choice. They had to spin twice. They landed in a category that wasn't preferable for them. They went 12 of 12 in the round and they still ended up having to answer their five point question. Those are literally all the things that make a comeback victory. And it's also the greatest upset of all time. So it's funny that you say the match isn't relevant when you also refer to it as also one of the greatest upsets of all time. Again, you are talking about the actual greatest movie trivia showdown player of all time beating you in a match where he was going to beat you anyway. I don't think that many people were surprised at the end of the night that you walked away losing and Dan walked away winning. He's never Can lost I in a live event. No, you can't interrupt because you spoke for a whole minute and I'm going to continue speaking for the, my minute. I got a minute. She held up a one. So I'm going to continue speaking. And my point is, is again, it's not a comeback victory. Winning on a five pointer happens all the time. Just because he's down, he's Dan Merle. You say he's shaken. He wasn't. He came back and he beat you. Go ahead. I'll give you a little bit of time. I'm just going to contest the fact that you and I and dozens and dozens of times on camera have acknowledged that the greatest the greatest upset of all time is Andrew Guy beating Dan Merle, not late to the party. You've said it yourself. Oh, oh. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're still arguing something that's completely irrelevant because you don't have any legs to stand on with your actual argument. <laughs> so... Okay. I, I have so many feelings on these two matches. These are two really, really awesome matches. Um, late to the party. Well, one of them's irrelevant, Alex. Don't don't forget. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for Thanks. reminding me. That <clears throat> yeah, no problem. Late to the party is a very underrated team in general. Um, I have um I did hear you kind of really kind of emphasize how late to the party, no one expected them to do well. They've only played one match prior to that. They they lost to you guys, just saying. But also, um, they went up against like a championship level team at the time. So Ben, I haven't really heard you do any kind of um kind of any kind of response to that. I would love for you to make any kind of response to that going into it. Um, but also with uh, for you, Ben, with your match, you're kind of emphasizing how fans were absolutely stunned 
uh, Dan Merle himself didn't think that he was. Oh, thank you. I have two white claws with me. Raspberry and Gruber. Wow. That's, that's a good man right there. There he is. He is. He has his moments. Um, but also, I would love for you, Ben, to really kind of talk about, uh, you know, again, fan into like fan response specifically, because I didn't really hear you talk about you talked about Dan's response, how he expected uh, to lose going into it, but not going into about like halfway through it. But same time, I personally, I don't know any fans that thought, yeah, he's totally going to get knocked out. So I'm kind of here curious, going to hear that uh, response a little bit more. Can you also just acknowledge that critically acclaim spun spinner's choice? That's all I want to say. And then, you know, go ahead. I'll be respectful. Okay. Oh. Where'd you go? Kelsey, I don't know where she went. My timer lady. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, that's okay. There's a timer on the screen. Uh, no, unfortunately, that's not a like an efficient timer. Oh, um, I wish, <laughs> but I can pull it up. That's totally fine. How much time do and I get? Seven minutes. Um, we are going to be giving. <laughs> You're you incorrect, sir. I bet you, if you talk for seven minutes, people would listen. I would listen to I both of you guys talk for a ridiculous amount of time. This is true. Okay, now we're going to give you, uh, starting with you, uh, Ben, we're going to be starting with you for your closing statement. And you have one minute on the clock to answer any of those questions and really kind of tie it up with a nice bow, starting right now. I believe that the fans going into the match with Dan versus myself maybe, maybe gave Dan a 51% edge in that moment, only because of the heat leading into the match. But Dan is the greatest of all time. Going into the match, people expected Dan to win the match. When it got to the moment that I'm talking about, I realize it's definitely a contestable choice to choose a match that I was in. I just know from having been there, seeing the audience reaction, the silence in the crowd, and then every single after show, every reactor, every single person basically acknowledging that a ridiculous five-point question bailed out Dan, a one-point question bailed out Dan. And I don't mind saying it because I believe it's the truth. A lot of what Drew is saying, and I, I acknowledge you're saying, Drew, that the spinner's choice is significant. It was, a, it was a big, insurmountable advantage that it seemed critically acclaimed had. Late to the party, aside from Vanessa's bad round one, played very well against us. They were a very good team. It just seemed that they hadn't had the wins yet. Doesn't mean they're not a great team. And critically acclaimed, as it turned out, wasn't that good as all things went down. So... You spent a lot of time trying to disparage me and me being an insignificant player, but that's not what we're arguing about. You also cited something that was incorrect about your own legacy to, just to try to prove a point. And time! Wow. Oh, that's... Pulling at the heartstrings right there. That, that makes complete sense. Absolutely. Okay. So going into it, you're saying that it wasn't a huge comeback, essentially. That late to the party. I mean, there is there was a little bit of hype going into it after their loss against you guys, essentially. Is that right, Ben? Absolutely. It was an incredible match. We had to set the points record to beat that team. That was an unbelievable yeah. match. Um, now, I do want to give you guys a heads up. Unfortunately, Kelsey has lost internet. So no. Yeah, so unfortunately, they just came up out of nowhere. So it's just going to be me hanging out with the BC right now. Um, so, Kelsey, you know, good luck on that. Um, I don't know if you're using a phone or a friend's situation, regardless, but I hope to you're able to fix that and come on back here pretty soon. But we'll see you soon, I guess. Um, all right. All right. So over to you, Drew. You, too, have one minute on the clock to make your arguments and solidify them and really draw everyone to your corner, starting right now. 
Thank you, Alex. First of all, I appreciate you didn't have to ask me a bunch of questions because I had actually solid arguments. Um, ben, I never actually said it was the greatest comeback. I was referring to what you had said when you said it was one of the greatest comebacks. So if I misspoke, I do apologize. But I was actually just quoting what you had said prior, which was that it was referred to as one of the matches that was only remembered as one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Nothing's better than me beating Dan and also wasn't a comeback or upset. Excuse me. Upset. Uh, now, anyway, my point about all of this, once again, is uh, you say fans going into this 51 percent Dan Merle. No, that that's not what the poll said i'm sorry that's just not what they were online there's there's numbers to show them there's posts that show them and uh and once again my team was actually down going into the second round they opponents spun spinner's choice in the second round and they had to answer their five point question you talk about dan merle having to win against you and i'm not talking about your career being insignificant i'm just saying that he's dan and you're not okay yielding the rest of the time totally fine okay all right, that wraps up our first question here with you guys. Now, um, like I said, now, even though this is called action and we were inspire inspired to make this podcast by these two people, at the same time, we are very pro Andrew Guy, obviously, and not Team Trader. So with that being said, please do not vote in favor of your favorite competitor. Just You don't want to vote in favor of Ben Bateman just because... You're like, hey, he's part of my favorite faction ever, and I'm a Bobby Gucci person. Totally fine. But don't vote for them, him just because you uh, have you say you like his uh, his faction or his team or whatever it may be. But also or his glasses to- that he changed. They're great <laughs> glasses. I'm I have them. Because oh, there she is. We'll see there if I can stay. Vice versa. Don't vote for Andrew Guy. It's just because you love and worship the ground he walks on. You got to vote in favor of who you think makes the best arguments today. Kelsey, how are you doing? You okay? I mean, the Wi-Fi situation? Uh, Yeah, no internet. had to reboot my router. Um, we'll see. If I disappear again, sorry. But yeah, we'll see. Man, I love troubleshooting. You're so fast. You're so good at it. Alex, I'm it. looking at the I'm looking at the poll that's already up on call to action for round one, and there's uh there's two votes. It's 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 a uh, one to one. I wonder if it's just Drew and I voting on it so far. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, Ben. I haven't I haven't voted yet, so uh, it's not me. It's not me. Well, I was that's say, two to one. Well, you can actually go vote on Twitter right now, right there, oh. and oh, we'll see. Oh, yeah, so you can actually go on vote right there on Twitter right now. You can wait and kind of let uh, some of the you log in on Team Action and log in and vote for yourself. <laughs> I will attack you. <laughs> I won't do no. it if you won't do it. I mean, I was just gonna do it, but I won't now. So, yeah. oh no, yeah. I definitely did it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay, now, Billy Marie saying you guys are making it very difficult. Brandy, thank you so much for voting. And, you know, uh, Mark Chapman, um, they didn't in an Olympic swimmer come from eight feet behind to beat JT. I don't know what that's referring to. Cody Miller. Who? Cody Miller was an Olympic athlete. He came back. uh, He came back to beat uh, JT back in like season three. He was in a speedo. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Um, (laughs) uh, Go and vote on Twitter. You can do it right now or a little bit later. You have until five minutes after we conclude all of the arguments to to go vote. And now if you do not vote, your opinion doesn't count, really. So heads up. Heads up. Yes. Just giving you a heads up. Doesn't matter if you watch this a week from now. If you don't vote right now, you're shit out of luck. All right, going on to the next question. Kelsey. Yeah, that was really nice round one out of you. 
Thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. I'm just uh, trying to just jumping around on different Twitter accounts here. You delete the Team Action Twitter account just to un lose one vote. I'm going to be very upset. We've spent a lot of time building one that. One vote. That's all it takes, that Both one vote. Sometimes it's all it takes. Masters of Modern was so interested in Schmobates. I wasn't aware. <laughs> I got another one. I got a few more. <laughs> I couldn't find yeah, Masters of Modern, man. I didn't vote. All right. Steven Davis. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm just going to crack with this claw. Yeah, I got one. All right. I'll have, I'll have a beverage with you instead of holding a microphone like a jackass. Look, man, the mic cable broke, okay? It's the best I got right now. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I respect that. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I almost just the ruined mic. the whole computer. <laughs> you would have been so mad. That would have been outrageous. The greatest comeback was Roxy's slapping the slap herd around the world. Mm. Thank you for uh, reminding of that, that little moment in history for sure. Okay, on to the second question. Kelsey, please do the honors in reading that question. All right. Which competitor is most likely to be revealed as a faction spy by the end of the season? Oh, mm. now you guys have a mm. little bit of experience, you know, with action movies and really identifying spies and all that good stuff, right? We do. I, I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's see those skills being put to the test. All right. And now we're going to be starting with your opening statement, Drew. You have one minute on the clock. No pressure. Go. Yeah, my pick is going to have to be, uh, it's going to be someone in the Finstock Exchange, and uh, it's going to be Ben. Now, I, I know what you guys are saying. Erroneous. Holy, holy crap. Look at that. He picked himself twice, but no, I, I actually picked him here in the second round, and I'm letting you know he is a spy. He's told me I have hard copies written. I got faxes. I got I got emails, snail mail. I've got it all. We've got the whole plan written out. I, I moved because we had to get a bigger side room. Okay. I had to get a bigger side room. I don't have anything. Okay. Everyone left me. <laughs> so I'm alone and it's just me in the room of our plans. But now Ben can't come over anymore because of the disease. So I know that he's infiltrating the Finstock exchange. He's told me, he's shown me the plans and I helped him draw them up. And that's why we disbanded team action to start with the tackle. The tackle. Think about the tackle. Think about the table. Think about the lights. Think about it all. Connect the dots. Time. <laughs> the heartstrings. <laughs> and Alex is going to cry. <laughs> Connect the dots. <laughs> I can't learn now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Over to you. <laughs> you have one minute on the clock starting right now to argue it's not you. And who did you, who is the, who's the spy? Well, we first of all, I'm just going to say, let it be noted. Drew claimed he had notes. Um, and uh, that definitely felt full of information there. The spy is obviously Palayama. Palayama has been a player that was built by Kaiser. He's obviously a player that still wants to be with Kaiser. And the way that the draft worked out, Kaiser couldn't figure out a way to get him. But there is no player who is more cold-blooded and conniving to get to where he wants to get than Palayama. And everybody knows it. There's obviously an unspoken bond. This is a guy that has never revealed more information than he has to to anyone. And it's very, very clear that at a certain point, he's going to go back to Kaiser. Look, 
He's out there on a fantastic team. I love his work that he does with the delinquent. The delinquent's a great, great player. But but again, Lon is so focused on his character, he doesn't even notice what's happening. Pauliyama is gathering information. He's on another team so that he can infiltrate and dump that team as the season goes to get rid of swag, go back to the team that is trying to challenge the exchange for the greatest faction. And that's what Ayama's going to do. Um, you know, I don't need to cry. And Drew is wrong. I've never told him any of that. There's no documents. There's no writing. He's making it all up. Tell Show me. the emails. Show the emails. <laughs> what email? <laughs> all right. Um, you guys... I I wouldn't be surprised if both of you, if both of these uh, potential options would be revealed as spies. Ben from the Finstock Exchange. I mean, let's be honest; it does seem it on brand. I'm not gonna lie, but Paulo Yama, the cold-blooded killer. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Okay, so um, you know, even Chris the Todd. Ben is such a spy. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, right at the gate. This one's going to be especially tough. And, uh, you know, Swag is just straight up saying, shut up, Ben. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into some open debate. You guys have four minutes to place your arguments. Kelsey, you ready with that timer, girl? I am ready. Serious. And uh, Lucas, I uh, just want to let you know you are probably going to need to wrangle these cats. They're very vocal right now. <laughs> She's not talking about us. <laughs> right now. Nice joke. <laughs> yeah, they're a little noxious right now. It's true. All right. Thank you so much, Lucas. I see he's kind of doing that right now. And uh, four minutes on the clock starting right now. Do you really want to vote for a candidate who just lies through his teeth? I mean, truly just sits there and just makes oh, things Are up. you kidding me? He's just you sitting even, here lying to you. Let's oh, be I've honest. If you want to see the that. tweets, I'll show you. Ben didn't even know what faction Paul was in. That's he not wrote, true. He, he wrote it. I can show you the tweet. I can share a screen right now, and I can actually show the tweet that he said Paul is in the den. And he goes, oh, wait. Oops. No. Uh, I, I meant myself. Swag. Uh, I corrected yeah, myself. You actually you didn't, didn't even have correct to yourself say. to swag. You just said, oops, no, I meant he's the guy I picked. Because you don't even know what goddamn faction he's That's on because you're a goddamn liar. I miss you. You're, this is getting weird. <laughs> okay, all right. Weird. I want it back. I want Team Action back. He's just and trying you're to be lying, and I'm not crying. Okay, I'm not crying. All right, I'm emotional <laughs> and I'm composed. Okay, if I if I was crying, I wouldn't have sunglasses on because I would I would be uh, I wouldn't be hiding anything. I put and on my I, serious people be, glasses, and you're still wearing the hat. You change so your glasses cool. twice because you can't make up your mind just like why you left me. And now you want to come back because you're a spy because we knew you're a spy because you left me even though you didn't mean to leave me. And that's why your glasses are infrared. You guys, I got to hear some details. What are some of these cold-blooded killer spy skills that some of these uh, does Ben have and does Paul have? Um, but also, um, you know, we're getting a lot of love in here being like, Dad, don't cry. We miss you. Admit your glasses are infrared, far infrared, like <laughs> heat, the red ones. Admit Andrew's playing this like too. He's playing like such a. He is a spy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's trying to not take it seriously and cry and make jokes because he knows that the call to action people will vote for didn't him. Even acknowledge that you didn't even know what faction he was in. That's not. I did know what faction he was. I in. will show you the writing text. Do you want me to I share was, the screen? Do you want oh, me to do that's the text you want to share? Huh? Not the one where you claim I I sent you emails and texts that I was leaving. I was a you spy. Want in the me game? to put our entire plan on the internet for your entire faction to see. Yes, do it. No. 
I won't do that to us. Show the plans. That's not a good idea. People will, they will sabotage the plan if we show them. Tear the ship apart until you found those plans. I will not, you need to, you need to put them online. That's the only way that anyone's going to believe because you're a liar. You're full of it. And you're going to regret this. Here's the reality, Drew. I wouldn't need to spy. I'm that much in demand of a player that if I wanted to be on the exchange and I wanted to leave the exchange, I could go wherever I wanted. Disgusting. This is about you being a spy in the Finstock exchange because you hate John Roca. And we all know that. And it's the thing that you've said to everyone. And it's the thing you have tattooed on your back, but you won't show anyone your back right now because you know the tattoo hasn't healed yet. And that's okay because it takes time. I don't have a tattoo on my back. Oh, really? Really? Patrick Swayze's hair on your shoulder? You don't have a tattoo on your back? There's no tattoo of John Roca die on my back. That's not on my back. I didn't say die. Oh, okay. That's not on my back. What you're doing now. I see what you're doing. You've completely abandoned your original argument. Now you're going to call me a killer. I'd like to forfeit the rest of this round for us both and move on, please. Nope. And I won't do it. I don't agree with serving. What faction is Oloyama in? Swag. <laughs> All right, fine. I forfeit the rest of the time. Wag. A minute. I was taking all. I was taking every second I could just to psych you out because it's what I do. Because I'm taking every second I have to answer the question. Look, man. Nice with you. Everyone knows that I. You don't even really know Paul. Paul doesn't even know you, man. I know you. I know the secret. It's out. It's here. I'm not going to show them the plans because we can still execute it even though they know we're coming. And you know that because we put a lot of time and effort into it. Who would they be spies for? He's a spy for team action. I think that's very clear. Dang. Okay. 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 What about uh, what about Oyama? Who is he a spy for if that's the case? Did you just say dang because you're dangling Drew? <laughs> Oops. Did I? I didn't even notice. It just must have just, just happened. Oyama's a spy for the dungeon. There's only a couple teams that are in contention to win this thing, and Oyama knows that he needs to jump over to the team that's got Smets and Parker, and he's going to be able to pull things off. And he knows that if he goes back to that team in a, in a clever move, because he's in spy, he's going to be able to challenge the exchange. He won't be able to win. Ten minutes? That shot you just went from two minutes, minutes to ten minutes, Kelsey? This doesn't <laughs> make any no sense. All right. All right. My apologies. Ben, you're a liar. I want you back. <laughs> Woo! All right. Everyone got a drink in hand. Let's take a drink together. I hope you know you've embarrassed yourself tonight. Together, y'all. Mm. <laughs> Have that little nightcap. Hypothetical nightcap right there. All right. Okay. So, yes, I guess my southern accents didn't pop out. Um, we have... Uh, quite a few people jilly um is straight up being like hey why isn't sean in contention um but also uh from janish himself <laughs> well why is they cost planning as tony stark <laughs> tony joe <laughs> um but who was it i mentioned it earlier oh yeah there it is john okay so frank janish himself says john roke is a spy come on that's easy so I think John could remember enough to be a... All right, no, uh, we don't need to get into this. We don't need to do this because I think Ben and I will agree and then all of a sudden people won't know who to vote against. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Or, it at or alternatively, Dewberry's the spy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it sounds like overall, like you said, Paul Yama is, uh, are, is spying for the dungeon. Ben is low-key spying for you as part of team action. Yep. It sounds like... Okay, so... Kelsey, we heard these arguments. 
what are you, Kay, what are you thinking? What do you need to hear in order for them to solidify your vote today? Um, maybe just like, okay, so they spy, they get over to the faction they're wanting to go to. What happens then? Like what is going to happen to that faction now that they have the new person? Oh, oh. We lost Kelsey oh, again. Wait, wait, oh, wait. She's back. There she is. Um, oh. Do you hear me at all? <laughs> we, did. we got to the new person. Okay. Do we, get to, uh, do we get to respond simultaneously or do we both get time to respond? What does simultaneously actually mean? The definition <laughs> of the word? Can you say it? Simultaneously. No, not the word. Can you say the definition? <laughs> it's uh, two things occurring at the same time. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I did not know the, the word when you used it. So I just wanted to clarify. Is the hack talking a squat or <laughs> crying? Why would I cry? Because I don't know a word. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like overall, um, Kelsey, you know, they're pretty neck and neck right now for you, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, I need these final arguments for sure. All right. Well, you heard him, guys. We're going to be starting with you, Drew, to make your final argument starting right now. Look, guys, who do you, it just comes down to trust, right? That's what it is, right? Trust. You know that word? Drips. <laughs> what, are you laughing? Are you laughing? You saw how I reacted when people laughed at me in the middle of a serious moment. Come on. Trust, okay? It's back to trust. The word drips. God damn it, Ben. I forgot where I was. The word trust, okay? Who do you trust, all right? Me or Ben, right? Ben doesn't even know what faction Paul's on. I know I've said it like six times, but it's not about that. It's about me knowing what Ben wants. And Ben wants to come back to team action. We drew up a plan, okay? The plan involves bad things happening to good people, okay? I know what Dan eats for breakfast. It's boiled rice cakes. Should I have said that on the stream? Probably not, because that shows that I actually know what's going on. Why boiled rice cakes? Helps with memory. I don't know. It's crazy, but it works. Look at him. He's the best of all time. So look, man, this is all I have to say. I'm proud of what you've done so far. Information's good. Time. I'm home to mama. <laughs> since when does Alex have one of the 10-gallon hats? Probably since she decided who was the better person on the show. Well, she got she well, got I'm the yellow one. I'm assuming oh. Lucas has the other one. It's like so. a church hat, guys. <laughs> Do I look like a church lady? <laughs> I don't know what it's church. Like going dirty. <laughs> um, um, more importantly, uh, I, I don't know which know which way to do this right now peggy is peggy is asking the really hard questions who boils rice cakes Strong who question. has been that decorated in the movie trivia showdown <sighs> um one person oh, one person and one person only <laughs> peggy <laughs> what rice cake sounds like the most disgusting thing i can imagine that sounds so gross you're not alone with you. what the fuck all right. Okay. So, okay. We're over to you, Ben. We need to here. We need to solidify the answers. Okay. Why? Also, why are you not a spy? Why would you be a bad spy? Look, I totally understand the concern. I totally understand why people would think that I was spying. I get it. There's obviously been in in faction fighting that has happened, both on air, pre match. But the bottom line is, there's one guy in the exchange who I would never, ever, ever, ever think of betraying, and that is Mark Riley. He's my brother. He's my teammate. He's somebody we went through the fire together. And as long as Riley's on the exchange, there's no way I would ever betray the exchange. I'm not a spy. 
because truly, honestly, and Andrew Guy is my best friend. We've got a great company together. We were an incredible team together in the past. Mark Riley is my brother. And right now, I'm on that team. I'm on that faction with Riley. I have immense respect for Roca, for Merle, for Dagnino. I have incredible respect for Gray Drake, for Cody, for Andrew, for Emily, for my entire faction. I love the faction. I, I help our faction. We have a group chat on Twitter. We're always going back and forth. Barbarian is one of the greatest people in the world. He's an incredible guy. I just, there's no way I'm a spy. I have loyalties to Action Industries, but in the Schmodown, I have loyalties to time. Guys, I'm not ready to make this kind of decision. Thankfully, we have you guys. This is really itchy. I have no idea how you're wearing that for as long as you have group. Just for a fucking medal. Uh, guys, one itch cat. All right. So, it, Paulo Yama or Ben Bateman. Guys, you guys can decision for us. If you're watching this, you determine who's going to walk away the winner of today's questions. So, please go on Whoa. Twitter right now and put your votes or do you think ben bateman is more likely or polo yama is more likely to be the spy now again i do want to refer um so you can just go on to do it right now or you can do it in a few minutes after wrapping up the arguments but make your opinions down is, is uh, alex's service kind of tough for anyone else she became yeah. a cyborg as they said me this time <laughs> help me star scream <laughs> Ah, Transformers reference. <laughs> it's a film. I approve. I approve. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ben, I just want to say you didn't mention Paul's name once in that whole minute. That's all I want to say. I made I a strong enough point, Drew. And all I was doing was your point was so absurd. That's the bottom line. It's just it's your point absurd, was ridiculous. Man, don't do this to us on natural television. Don't cry, man. Keep it together. I'm not crying. Don't cry. Okay? I'm wearing sunglasses because of the light. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is everyone laughing about? Embarrass yourself? I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. First of all, you should never be embarrassed of your emotions. Second of all, I'm not crying. You guys, go vote. Go make your opinions known right now. Or I'm not going to modern Twitter. Right meow. <laughs> Dude, who's going to walk away a victor with voting? Um, with uh, who's going to walk away essentially with bragging rights? And who can we? Uh, who's the other person that we can? We're able to really kind of make fun of. And please put personal biases aside. I know it's very difficult, but we got to try. Please do it. You can vote on Twitter right now. In the words of our cat. Um, uh, uh, yes, I did kind of throw the head on the ground. I, I'll put it on the bed. Fine. He does respect it's his so head. Itchy. It's so itchy. It's so itchy up there. Um, all right. And yes, Dean Morgan is just putting it down. Go vote. It's incredibly important. It's going to be the most important thing you'll do all day. Do it right now. Vote for the arguments. All right. So we're going to be moving on to our third and final question. Mm. This is going to be the weirdest mm. one. Who's mm. got most excited in the chats? And most excitedly about this one. You guys got a little territorial over uh, the descriptions and all that good stuff. So I'm excited to hear these arguments. I feel right. good about this one. I mean, I'm I not feel actually yet. better than normal about this one. So uh, who goes first in this round, Alex? Well, I'm going to actually flipping a coin to determine uh, who is going to be going first. Now, if you don't know what this coin is, if you're part of your part of the uh, not a cold action crew, but if you're part of action industries in general, where you are just a fan of the boys, where you are just like, hey, 
I want to support these awesome people because let's face it, they deserve to be supported in every single way. You actually, if you're at certain tier, you get this wonderful, really hefty, nice weighted coin. So on one side, you have team a guy. If I can turn it on the one way, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Team guy right there. Look at that. It's so nice. Look at that detailing. All the work is actually done by Janine the Machine, so it's pretty cool. On the other she side, that herself. Oh. Big shout out to General Gilmore for making those. He's a legend. Yes. Yep. So yep. good. On this side, we have a team trader, aka Mr. Bateman himself, right, right down hither. All right. You don't get the coin anymore, but on the new one, you kind of can, I think, on the newer tiers. What is that, okay? What is the metal? The coin tiers nowadays? I can't remember. Uh, what we have going on now is there's a new coin. It's available for all generals and five-star generals. Basically, for, for five stars, it's just included in your – we'll ship it to you. And then generals, you just pay shipping till the end of April. You're grandfathered in to May. It's an incredible item. It's coming in May. And it's the five-year anniversary coin for Action Movie Anatomy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got popcorn talk and Action Industries on it. And uh, it's, it's got awesome shit. It says boom on it. It's really cool. It's a great coin. It's a great coin. I'll agree, I'll agree with your point. So uh, what I'm trying to say no. is support these fellas. You're going to regret that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and flip Team Guy or Team Bateman. I'd like to pick Team, team guy. guy. I'd like to pick Team Guy, please. <laughs> predictable. It's predictable you would say that. Really? Because what were you going to pick? The obvious choice. Which team, team Guy. Guy. Oh. It well, is please. Team Bateman. Team Trader. Burn so, the point, okay. Alex. <laughs> would you like to, would you like to go first or second for the third and final question today? I'd like to go second, please. I enjoy. Oh, it. I go second. Okay. Like okay. First, okay. <clears throat> All right. All right. So what's the question again? Question. Just kidding. Well, I'm, just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. I know so, what it is. Please read this amazing question. If I do say so myself. Pitch the next great action movie inspired by the slogan, Where's the Belts? All right. Now, go ahead. You have one minute on the clock to okay. make your last opening statement. Here we go. Okay. It's called Where's the Comma Belts? It's directed by Tom Hooper, and it's about an old couple that are both suffering from dementia. Now, they've been trying to leave for their daughter's graduation for two years to save her from an evil villain who's going to blow up her school. But they can't find their belts. And they've been looking for them for hours, decades, not decades, two full years. And it stars Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. And it's, it's got gripping action, but it's really about the storytelling. And it's really about finding the belt so that they can save their daughter. Spoiler alert, she actually died because it took them too long. But that's my film, it's directed by Academy Award nominee and Academy Award winner, Tom Hooper. That's Where's the comma belt? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh my goodness. All right. All right. It's a definitely a new take on... Um, where the belts are. I'm pretty excited for it. All right, over to you, Ben. It's action packed is what that is. Um, <laughs> you should see them looking. You should see them looking. You should see them looking. <clears throat> All right. My movie is called Where's the Comma Belts? Question Damn mark. it. <laughs> 
look, two two men raised not quite as brothers, but close to it. Uh, one is the son of the president. The other is a prince. They would spend every summer together in their childhood. Now, the son of the president is somebody who's always been in love with the sister of the other dude. Okay, and every single summer he'd go spend time with them. But here's the kicker. Okay, the 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 ancestor, the grandfather of the prince was a championship winning boxer. Okay, now. Because he's in love with his sister, what ends up happening is the president's son, as they grow up, also turns out to be a boxer. They end up fighting because it's like a legacy thing. He doesn't have any belts because his grandfather was a champion. Now he's fighting for the, the love of his sister. It's an incredible sports drama. It's directed by Gavin O'Connor. It's a serious film. Gavin O'Connor, director Warrior, by the way, is an amazing director. And uh, it's a love story, but it's also an incredibly exciting sports movie. And in the end, well, you'll have to see the movie to see what happens in the end. Mm. It sounded a lot better when I came up with it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It sounded very complicated just now. I'll be honest. Mine sounded exactly the way that I dreamed it up. (laughs) It sounded exactly the way you drew it up, huh? It sure did. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we have a bunch of people in the chat. You know, uh, Jonathan Chong, how about belt off? All right, but Kevin Nancy pointing out, I was hoping uh, one would pitch a movie about a guy in Macy's asking where the belt section is. So you guys have both failed. Pretty close, Kev. Yeah. Pretty close. Crash over here. Guy wins for Tom Hooper. But Ryan's like, I'm getting a warrior-esque film. So I am here for a lot of these. So a lot of you are really excited for both of these movies. Now you guys have four minutes to make your final arguments. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll let you start because I have nothing else to say about my film because oh. my film is I I got I got Oscar winning crew cast. I I, 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 I mean, I've got an insane premise, a, a daughter, a bomb. What else do you want? This is a, this is the best thing that's ever happened. If I asked you to explain the premise of your movie exactly as you did the first time a second yeah. time, I'm yes, pretty yeah. sure you'd get it wrong. I can I, tell you I right now. It's an old couple who both have dementia. Now they're both trying to go to their daughter's graduate. You, I could do the whole thing. Yeah, uh, Maybe you could. Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen, great actors. They were just in a film together last year. It was called The Good Liar. I, but I, was it called Where's the Comma Belt, Ben? No, in fact, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I rest my case. The bottom line is I'm going to discredit your 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 pitch here just because it's your film's not an action movie. There's no action <laughs> in your movie. You get Have you ever been looking for your keys when you're late? <laughs> Have you ever been late for something and you're looking for your keys? <laughs> okay, now, now hold on. Imagine that you're late for your daughter's graduation where there's a bomb going off and you know that. Okay, now think about those keys, Ben. Now think about finding those keys, but now imagine it's a belt. Andrew's burning time here. He's just burning time. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'll stop. Look, I'm going back to the well with incredible sports drama. We we love it. It's America versus England. You have a prince. You have a president's son. A climactic match in the ring with a director that we know can handle the material. It's going to be unbelievable. There's a belt involved because they're boxers. There's look, halfway through story. the film, I'll, I'll tell you guys, look, a big point, a big turning point in the film, and I'm only saying this because I feel, I feel pressure, okay? They find a different belt, but it's their daughter's. Doesn't fit either of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> they both think it's going to fit them and they both try it on, but it's not. It's the daughter. So it reminds them of where she is and they can't be there. And then they both forget where they are. This is a scene in Andrew's movie. Here's a belt. Does it fit you? No. No. Are you kidding Let's me? find someone who this belt fits. This look, is man. action pack. That's look, a scene in Andrew's movie. That's really look, what you're going to watch. Honestly, basically, yes. But look, Steve Jobs, so social network. They're just people talking in rooms. Imagine if they're looking for something in a room, then they're talking. I, I don't know. think I need to say anything else. I feel confident in my argument. <laughs> well, we've got two more I, minutes, so I, I hope you're embarrassed. I do want you guys going to talk about, you guys talked about, you know, some people that are cast in it a little bit. I want to hear a little bit about specifically the <laughs> color. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, like, picture here like on okay so where's the comment belts with you know it's directed by tom hooper what kind of yeah. movie is this gonna be is this you said it's gonna be like an action movie is this gonna mm -hmm, be like mm -hmm. a, what kind of movie is it gonna be inspired from what would you kind of really compare it to i've already got this figured out this is totally fine i don't need you to explain the question i don't mean to be rude but i understand okay, okay. so have you seen source code okay <laughs> could you explain the ending of source code perfectly no. Okay. So that's what's going on in Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren's mind. Okay. It's basically a source code. They don't know what's going on. Okay. They don't know where they are. They don't know where the belts are. Okay. Second of all, I forget what your question was. <laughs> strong. Very strong. Okay. Director, is this going to be an award? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So what? Okay. Right. 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 So source code. That's half of it. Right. So think about yeah. source code. Think of how intense it is to not know what's going to happen. Right. And then the other half of it. The other half of it, have you seen Indian in the cupboard? Okay. Have you ever looked for something in a cupboard and not been able to find it? I rest my case. Alex, I know your face looks perplexed, but why did you have Alex bring you White Claw? <laughs> because you couldn't find it. <laughs> Ooh, he wrapped it up nicely with that point. <laughs> Do I have more time? <laughs> oh, a whole minute! Thank no, God. Okay, I, good. I was trying to be polite. No, I, I think it's I just have a, my I turn. have a minute, don't I? Oh, is this your it, turn? It's too? back and forth. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Please, please, please. Remember, remember the cupboard. Remember you talked cupboard. about casting. Now, I believe that the prince, I, th I think the English son grows up and he's played by Charlie Hunnam. I feel like that's a really, really good casting choice. Him as a part of that just now. Wonderful. I believe that Mila Kunis, she, I think she could correctly age down a little bit, play the, she could play the girlfriend uh, or the, the sister that the American kid is in love with. The American kid is going to be played by Channing Tatum. We're going to see Channing get ripped again. He's going to be like he wasn't fighting. An incredible matchup. He's a little rougher around the edges. And his dad, his dad is going to be played by none other than Brian Cranston. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup. And the trainer, the trainer that is training the American kid is played by none other than Frank Grillo. Goes back to the well, Frank Campana. It's a shared universe. He comes back in and he does the speech again in another movie. Frank Campana, this is an unofficial Sam shared universe movie to Warrior. I mean, how good is that? Right? Right? Jeez. And Helen Mirren has a cameo. I, I meant to say that Alex was brought the White Claw by Lucas. So I, you know, if I misspoke, I just want to say that that's what my Lucas point was. I think bring it out. The video um, evidence. Feels important. I do have uh, one White Claw too many because I'm still technically drinking my first White Claw. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and Lucas and, and you I, thought of that uh, whole cast just now. Do not need to be in Body Squad. Why would you say something as offensive as that? Mine was inspired. <laughs> by what do you want to know who the daughter is do you want to know who the daughter is because i'm pretty sure you're figuring it out right now 
Do you want to know who the daughter is? Yes. You'll have to tune in next fall. <laughs> okay. Well, we have two very different movies, which I would potentially buy money, buy money, um, pay money to go see. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Kelsey, what are you thinking? What, which movie would you see first at this time? I honestly don't know. They both sound very interesting and also nothing at all what I was expecting to hear from mm. <laughs> But it's, uh, uh, I probably have to make it a double feature, but I think I'm slightly more intrigued by the action involved in Vince. Just, a little, just mm, got some action for sure. Mm. Okay. Good to me. Okay. Now we do have some people in the chat, you know, you putting down, you know, I would, uh, you know, I would totally, you know, put up an old person belt movie. Old person belt. That one, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Alex, I have to be honest, we're not spending money on either. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Probably. Okay. Now, I what would have. I know you guys have talked pretty consistently about some of your favorite actors of all time: Nick Cage, Nick Nolte. Mm. Right, that's his name, Nick Nolte. But there's this one actor. I want you to tell me how you wouldn't be involved in this movie. He he out of nowhere he finds this script and he's like, I gotta be involved. You know what? Tom Hooper, Gavin O'Connor, I don't care what role you put me in, but I need to be in this. This actor is named Tom Cruise. Yep, I knew you were going there, Alex. I knew Tom Cruise. There. What character would he be? put in this movie so um in your closing statements i would love for you guys to answer that question and no i did not say nick case and nick nolte i don't, I don't know Whatever. <laughs> i'm not a competitor lucas you know this all right um okay so now we're going into our closing statements and yes the tc legend absolutely Closing statements. You have one minute to make up your to do your closing statements and really just uh, wrap it up. Get over and done with. This is our last closing, last question, our last closing statements of the evening. So you definitely want to make it good. Starting with you, Drew. Hit us. Well, I think it's pretty clear who he is in the movie uh, based <laughs> off of what I've already said, and he's the bad guy. We've all seen Collateral. He is the villain. He is the one that is going to do the dirty deed. Now, you might say, but Tom Cruise doesn't play a villain. And I'd be like, why do you sound like that? And then we'd probably talk about that Tom Cruise is one of the best villains of all time. He just doesn't do it enough, okay? Ben can't deny how great he is in Collateral. It's one of the better villain performances of all time because you love him, you empathize with him, and you want to understand why he's doing what he's doing. But in this movie... All those things are there, but you still want Helen and Ian to find the belt. No matter what Tom does throughout the movie, no matter how evil he is, no matter how many people are going to die, you want him to find the belts. So is he? did he hide the belts? No, he didn't hide the belts. He doesn't have to. What do you do? That's part of the what whole twist. That's the whole thing. Well, how is he involved in they, the movie? After? He's the one blowing up the school. What do you mean? Did you even pay attention, Alex? Did you even I pay just attention earlier? Like what do you mean who's how is he involved? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I'm offended. What is this? This is like one great big fever dream I feel like Drew's having. I feel like you don't know where he is right now. I'm pretty sure I know exactly where I am, Ben. 
All he needs is, you know, some really big hands, guys. Some that really hands big, and I want to dance. Hairy hands. That's all he needs. All right, over to you, Ben. Uh, you say you also have one minute to really kind of uh, solidify your arguments in favor of this sports drama directed by Gavin O'Connor, starting right now. So the truth of the matter is that as soon as Cruz becomes available, campaign is out. He's out. The story changes. The script changes completely because, you know, Gavin gets Tom Cruise. He gets one of the biggest stars in the entire world. And here's how Cruise plays into the story. I mentioned that the King's father was previously a championship boxer in, 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 in England. So what Cruise was, as, he's, as he got older and, he, and the King would spend time around the gym in England, Cruise was a young man. He was a groundskeeper who really kind of picked up on training from some of the greatest boxers of all time, including the King, the, the former King. So Cruz comes to America. He's hanging around. He's grizzled. He's always got long hair. He's got almost like the, the last samurai hair. He's got a beard. I know Drew can respect a grizzled old Cruz and samurai hair. I know he loves that. And he becomes the trainer who trains Channing Tatum. He's old. He's Now he's just a groundskeeper at the local gym. He's sweeping the floors. And he's giving pointers to Tatum. And he's like, he's like, uh, do this. And Tatum's like, you're just an old man. He's like, am I? He's like, I, I've got things I can teach you. And, and then he, tra he trains him and cruises in the corner, and it's unbelievable. Cruz wins an Oscar. Hi. I'll be honest, man. I almost, I'll be legitimately honest. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> Terry Spartan. His name's Terry Spartan. Who is? Cruz. It's a sweet name. You replaced Terry Grillo? Spartan. How do you sleep at night? Terry Spartan, baby. Terry Spartan. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'd take Cruz over Grillo too, man, but that's just cold blooded. This is so fucking weird, guys. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Glad you said it, Alex. What's happening? What's happening? I honestly don't know. I, I'm interested to see these movies. I feel like even for those kind of things, you have to watch them to even have any idea what's going on. Synopsis doesn't do them justice. We'll have to see them. Uh, but I am excited to see how the audience votes because... Yeah. And would you really yeah. not watch my movie? Could you just please do the rest of the argument in the Helen Mirren voice, please? <laughs> okay. You now, you guys, uh, you guys have, uh, if you're watching this, all 95 of you are watching this, uh, please go on Twitter to let us know who has a better movie? Who made the big, big, better argument? Who is an actual spy? Is it Ben Bateman or is it Paul Oyama? Who, um, must say, what, which is the better comeback match of all time? We got to know because at the end of the day, you know, these fine fellas are making their arguments, but they are, we're not going to find out a winner until you guys go vote right now to really let us know. Okay. Alex, you can vote on guys, Twitter. Let's tell you guys real quick how excited I am that this show is this, this popular. This show, this show, Drew, makes us. <laughs> This is unbelievable. This show's so good. Watch the show. You guys have more viewers on the show than we've had on any episode of Action Movie that we've ever done. Yeah, it's better than what we do. It's better work than what we do. It's a better mm -hmm. show. Yep. <laughs> don't let me cry. I will cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry on camera, guys. So let's not. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Lovely lookout. You guys, um, Kelsey, please put your timer. All right. Ready Five to minutes. Go. You guys have 10 minutes, Ten minutes? to what? place your votes. Oh, oh. God, it's really hot. Make <laughs> sure it was like, I haven't talked about that movie for really 10 more minutes. Yeah, really really no, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's That's how long okay. people have to vote. So. You guys have to go vote right now on Twitter below. To uh, You guys got 10 minutes to make it. Uh, yes, I'm not going to break your hat. 
I'll be honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure my my movie is not doing as well as it should do because you guys just don't really understand the gravity of the situation. You don't understand British cinema. <laughs> I just, I just really, exactly. I think you guys are 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 just not of the ilk to understand the quality of the film that Tom is producing here. And can you explain, uh, can you explain to me in the voice of Nick Cage if you were Nick Cage trying to sell the film to a distributor and they were like, "Well, I'm not imagine looking it. for your belt." Imagine looking for your belt this morning, David, and you're looking for your belt and you can't find it. And then you realize my daughter, <laughs> I'm not going to do more for you because I, I don't know if this is helping or hurting because now people are going to see Nick Cage in the role and that doesn't <laughs> no, help because I want Ian in the role. I, I would love uh, to see all these people. Um, but, you know, if we want to segue and talk about some pretty big name actors such as hmm. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, potentially. I saw a little movie called Heat earlier today. Ooh, that's a hell of a movie. For the first time, directed by Michael Mann. Incredible one. One of my favorite. Yeah. Kilmer in there. What? No one can see the second hat, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> he put my. He put it. I just. I'm gonna back out for a hot minute. With my, please excuse my super my superhero sweatpants. So just the. I have a hat. Very stylish. Got the double hat. We just did this. Drew, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> well, Ben, because uh, I mean, the same reason they got more viewers than us. <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> not as smart as, uh, as them. You don't have I a saw... cleaner like Tom Cruise, like like Terry uh, Spartan. Terry. <laughs> I did see Heat for the first time, and I got to say that shootout was pretty cool. But can we talk about that standoff scene at the very end at the airport? A, Yo, do you love it or that not? Was really phenomenal, and just yeah. for a bit for a movie that's based in L.A., I probably should have figured as much considering it's a Michael Mann movie. It was so muted, especially for the '90s. I was like, yeah. "Where's jerseys? Where's like, like everyone is like in blue, and I mean, like everyone's in navy and tan and white and black." That's Michael Mann. That's especially Michael Mann in the '90s, though. That's like, yeah. What does he do? I don't know. Uh, he does that, and then he does his next movie is The Insider. Both of those, they're kind of like a pair in some ways, like because Pacino stars an Insider as well. He's all about that, like because he wants Neil the whole like white starched collar and the dark suit and like mm -hmm. all of it. And and also if you go to Collateral and Cruise and the gray suit, it's all like very classy, very simple, muted. There's never color. It's always that way. It's supposed to be nighttime. Mm -hmm. It kind of created this idea for me. It was it felt very a little symbolic. I'm not gonna lie, um, where they wanted it to be muted because as of having this idea because Al Pacino's character and Robert De Niro's character they felt identical. They're like identical characters just on in different fields. One right. is a criminal and one's a FBI detective kind of position. Mm -hmm. But you know, in I mean, like if there were any other scenario, I mean they would just be besties for the resties. Um but you know with it being such muted colors like that, I understand it's supposed to be that's like his style, Michael Mann's style. However, it felt very symbolic of this idea that literally anyone could be on either side of uh like on crime or be on uh, the side of the cops or whatever it might be. It just kind of well, it's like, you know, like blue collar criminals and people that are in like, let's say like minimum security prison and even maximum security prison in certain places. Not that we're like black and white stripes. It's like the colors are the same thing on both sides. That's that's like the whole thing. It's like the police mm -hmm. and the prisoners, you know. Yeah, I think also yeah. like I think also like the the whole idea. I mean, I, and I remember man talks about this in some interview about heat, but he's like the whole idea that they're wearing muted colors at all times because they don't want to draw any attention to themselves. And that's like mm -hmm. the, the idea of the professional criminal. 
is like the idea of the professional criminal is, is that right. They're trying, they're trying to be tactical and live their life that way. And as he mm -hmm. says, in the movie, you know, draw no attention to yourself, uh, have nothing in your life. You're not willing to walk away from it 30 seconds flat if you see the heat around the corner. So it's mm -hmm. all about staying under the radar. And I think Hannah, you know, uh, um, uh, Vincent Hannah is like basically the same thing. He's just a cop. He's the cop version of the same idea. He's only about his work. He's hyper, hyper efficient, hyper focused. That conversation actually re kind of reminded me a little bit of um, American Gangster yep. of uh, mm. Denzel Washington. That conversation he has with, I, I don't like, it was like one of his drug dealer buddies or I can't remember their exact relationship, but he pretty much told him, he's like, yeah, if you're that guy that's super flashy trying to stand out, clearly you're not doing your job effectively. The purpose of a criminal, especially a good criminal, is to be able to blend in and kind of be like Nikki Barnes, wasn't it? I'm sorry? Was it like Nikki Barnes? Wasn't that his the uh, the other guy? The other I think uh the I think well I, mean, I could be wrong about this because I don't remember that well, but I feel like it's Denzel he's talking to uh to Cuba Gooding Jr., right? Because he's got the fur coat, right? And he wears it to the party and he's pissed about it, and now he's like or something like that, or maybe yeah, I can't he wears remember. A what big fur coat or something. I don't remember who it was. I remember the party scene, but as a whole, but I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since 2007. I don't really remember it. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm in great, the same movie, great crime movie. Now I do have to see Pulp Fiction for the first time. So that's going to be interesting. Wow. That's a big one. That's one of the ones that's like exciting to watch someone watch for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a Pulp, like I, I, if I don't know how big of a fan Lucas is of it, but I think even if you're not a huge fan, watching someone watch Pulp Fiction for the first time is like a pretty cool experience regardless. Well, you're also looking at a girl that's I, I, I kind of have a problem with. I feel like everyone knows this about me, um, but I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time with Quentin Tarantino. I feel like he's like unintentionally, or maybe he isn't unintentional. I don't know, um, but he has a problem with female characters. He yeah. does write. Uh, he does write some very really awesome female characters like uh, Beatrix. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like Beatrix or Jackie Brown, for example, but mm -hmm. they're like some of the only, they're like the only female characters that survive outside. Well, there's a few from death proof as well, but like most of them have to have to be tortured. They have to have limbs cut off. They have to be buried alive or whatever, maybe um, in order to kind of go through this process. But mm, I mean, it, and in ninety, like in ninety five percent of the female characters throughout all of his movies as a whole, die. I think, like, so. I think it's an interesting point you make actually about like the female characters having to go through some sort of physical trauma to prove their worth. I think that actually psychologically is probably the point you're making. That I, I don't know if I, I would have to think about that a little bit because it's a little bit like. But I think that the idea that the female characters suffer different fates than the male characters in terms of death, I think, is not true because I think all mm -hmm. those movies are just pretty violent in general. I think his male characters. Yeah. Get killed, burned, cut, sodomized, like destroyed in the same horrible ways. Um, I And I think he's pretty good about writing those stronger female characters you mentioned. Like I think Beatrix is an all-time action character. She's like an amazing character. Yeah. S same with, you know, Pam Greer as Jackie Brown. Um, but it is, and obviously, you know, Margot is like such almost a irrelevant character in Once Upon a Time. But that's an interesting point you make, actually. I had never really thought about the sort of yeah. experience i think that's so interesting that you think Margot is irrelevant in once upon a time because like a lot of the, the critics that you and i respect the most talk about how incredible that performance really is and yeah. like how much Pretty she actually cool. brings to the movie um and like what she portrays and like you know the the, the things that she does and, and and like what you kind of wish for her 
it's it's interesting because like I, I think originally I probably felt the same way, but I'm I guess I'm surprised upon revision because of how much I know you love that movie now for the other parts of it that you think that she's still like an irrelevant character because I think when I went back and watched it, I I like bought in. Maybe it was like Drew McQueenie like whispering in my ear uh, because he gave me like this like monologue on on her performance and like I think Drew could convince almost anyone of something being incredible. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what it was, but like. I think it's it's interesting. I I just think it's interesting that you say that because like yeah I don't know. I think I yeah I don't I don't think it's an irrelevant performance as like as though I don't enjoy it or I don't find it important to the movie. I think I find it to be compared to the two leads in the movie so much more of the backdrop when like the three of them are mm -hmm. built on the cover as the stars. She really does feel like a supporting character in the movie much less than the star. And I think yeah. that's sort of what I mean is that there's mm -hmm. softness to it. I enjoy, I especially like enjoy when she goes to watch herself in the movie and there's moments that I think are great. But I do think like she has, you know, a quarter of the lines. So, you know, that they've got it's it's definitely a lot less of a flashy sort of like at front and center performance. And that's sort of what I mean. It's like that movie's build is the three of them, but it's not really it's really two of them. And then she has a few scenes. Ah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. That's I mean, no, it's, not, it's, not really. Uh, you know, it's a lot of it's just up for interpretation as as movies in general. But Quinn Tarantino is just like one of those filmmakers in general that's, you know, He's very divisive, I think, amongst yeah, a lot of divisive. people because of like, you know, racial undertones, you know, uh, things that you talk about with with women and the, with the treatment of them in his films. He's just he's just kind of always been that guy. Name. How many female characters can you name live without being hurt in some way? Any of them. I'm trying to think of how many male and or what about male and or female? Is that the same question? Because like, is it? Is it sure, you know I'm not. I'm not trying to be like that person. I'm just wondering. In general, how many people get trauma. fucked up in his movies? Mm -hmm. But uh, I was like, I feel like we can kind of uh, pick this up on another time. But that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are kind of wrapping up here. Films, the Where's the Belts films. I'd love to hear the results. <laughs> and uh, was I over here? Thank you so much for everyone that went and voted. Jake, uh, Jake Yakuveta, he is actually giving me the the details, the stats right now. There's a lot of love, um, a lot of love for Tarantino in the chats. As so, yeah, you know, you can't deny it. the man is such a you know really great filmmaker. I mean, writer as well. I actually would love to see him to write and direct a play. Like, please make that happen. Mm. Like, I can I can picture him uh, doing a play for making um, Hateful Eight into a play. Anyway, okay, so Ben that loves that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ben loves it. I have right? seven intermissions. All all of them, every single one. Okay, so a lot of people are talking about, hey, what's up with the film review? Isn't I want guy yelling at Ben some more traitor? Okay, so guys, you guys voted. You have determined your winner. So, oh man, I don't want to hear it. I'm so scared right now. Okay, so I think you guys just don't understand the vision of Tom Hooper. That's really what this comes down to. Jake, please give me the details in the chat. Um, While we wait for that, we have a gift from Kevin Smith. So he wanted to make sure I got you on the screen real quick. All right. Mm. <laughs> oh, Very wait, good. Tom Holland Very good. <laughs> Close today. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to show that. I should watch that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a great so one. <laughs> okay. Um, I was I, was I just waiting. 
Jake, I have not received those Twitters, the tweeters that you talked about. Just saying, just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jake, that uh, you sent me because yeah. I do not have them. Just a reminder, we've had problems with You proud of yourself, By the way, Ben? While I am waiting for those uh, details, um, Ben Bateman, the man. <laughs> oh. Where can we find you and all those awesome, everything you're working on right now? Uh, the key place is Action Industries. You can find uh, us both. Uh, YouTube.com slash Action Industries. We do shows on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. We've got awesome stuff this week. We have an incredible guest we haven't actually even announced yet. Drew, should we just announce it right now? Why or not? Let's do it, man. Let's freaking do it. We've got the host of American Ninja Warrior and former Schmodown judge Matt Iceman coming on Sunday night as the guest on the Action Guys, Ooh. which uh, we're really hyped about. We can't wait yeah. to hang out with Matt. That's going to be amazing. So go subscribe to that channel. And then uh, the... The other thing I'm working on right now is Nerds and Suits, which is a brand new launch. I've got my very first one-on-one interview on the on the channel launching on Friday with Christian Harloff, Sunday with uh, Dan Merle. And then next week, I launched the new show, Song from the Scene, where I'm uh, taking my favorite songs from my favorite scenes and movies, doing two minutes on why the scene's great, and then uh, doing an acoustic cover of it. So go to YouTube.com slash Nerds and Suits, please, and subscribe. Those are my two things. Yeah, I subscribed and I cannot wait to see you do some more uh, content on there for sure. And Drew... Where can we find you and everything you're working on right now? You guys can actually find me at youtube.com slash action industries. Okay. So everything that I'm doing, if you want to see what I'm going all about and what I'm putting on the internet, you can go there. And if you want to support my arguments tonight and my career, then you can go to action industries on YouTube and, and team yep. action show on Twitter. And potentially you too can get a coin. Such as this yeah, one. Yep. Just mm-hmm. saying. Just saying. All right. And last but certainly not least, the love of my life, the light of everything wonderful. Kelsey, where can we find Luke you? It? Oh, yep. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I took I took over. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. I also run the Call to Action Podcast Instagram, so you can interact with me there. T Public, we've got merch. There's a sale right now where all the t-shirts are $13. So get your Schmodown shirts, get your call to action shirts. Go on a shopping spree. It's great. And I also have my own YouTube channel. I don't have a fancy URL yet, but just search my name and click on my face and it'll take you to my channel. Absolutely. And I last, uh, and lastly, I'm, that's yours truly. I'm Alex Mack here. We're part of the Call to Action crew and I host Mobates every single week on Wednesdays at 930. Um, I like to do a lot of other stuff, but just go ahead and follow me on Twitter at, at real this one, Alex Mack right there. I try to post funny stuff. I can't guarantee it's funny. It's chances are it's not funny, but I try. And that's what's important. Just going to let you know. All right. So we have our winner guys for round number one with the question being, what is the best comeback match with 53%? The winner is Ben Bateman. Hmm. That's exciting. A bunch of idiots watch this show. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> for question number two, which competitor is most likely to be revealed as a faction spy by the end of the season with again, 53%. The winner is Drew Guy. You see, that means, you know, everything that he said on the whole show is a lie. No, okay? you've been fooled. <laughs> you've been bamboozled. Okay. You've been tricked. 
It's ridiculous. You think I'm crying? You should cry. You don't have any proof. You have no proof I'm a traitor. I got 100% proof, man, and that holds up in the court of law. And lastly, you know what simultaneously means? No, that's why I asked you to explain it. And if you could do it again right now, it would help me in this argument. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, with 61%. You guys are stupid. What are you doing back there? Are you, I just know they're dumb because there's no way that people would be that into something so intellectual with, at that high of a rate. With if I would have won, it would have been about 51%. The winner is of today's Schmobe walking away with five bazillion dollars and our hearts is Ben Bateman. Swedish victory. Sick. Sick. You don't even know who Gavin O'Connor is. You just let Frank Grillo go homeless. Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen are people too. Tom. You guys watching this. What have you done? What have you done? All right, awesome. well, that is everything. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for, for participating, and thank you so much for watching uh, tonight's episode of Schmobates and really uh, being tolerant of my hats and surviving. And Lucas is screeching, and my cats, and all that good stuff. And um, Drew, Ben, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. It was a, a lot of fun. This was a great experience for us both. I can see that we both enjoyed it equally. And uh, I'm so happy that we were invited to do this. Finally, we could. We had been invited before, but we were dicks about it. And now I'm glad we did it. And uh, it is. Uh, I really had a good time. <laughs> I am so yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm surprised that you won, but at the same time, this is a very, um, this is not only AI. I mean not AI, but I mean this is a C2A. But at the same time, we can have a very biased of viewership. So, uh, you know, I was kind of curious of how these votes were gonna turn out. Well, now that you won, is uh, how do you, how would you feel about coming back on again? Is there anyone that you would like to argue against in the future? We have had a previous a winner such as Kevin Smets. We've had a Brandon Hanna. We've had a Rachel Silvestrini that recently, but uh, be Christian Harloff. So who would you like to go up against in the future? Oh, man, so many options. Uh, there's so many, there's so much time to think about this on air. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think it would be pretty fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two answers. It would be very, very fun to just destroy Brandon Hanna because I think it'd be hilarious. And I think I could be really good at it. And I think it'd be great. Um, but as far as somebody that I really think could challenge me, um, oh. you know, did Christian win or lose? He lost. He lost. I can't. So he doesn't get to come back. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, I don't know if he wants if he wants to come back. So I'm kind of curious if you would love. To come back. I would love for him to come back, but I don't know um, because I know uh, he's mentioned. Uh, I know he mentioned that he would love to see how the potential votings and process extended a little bit or something. I'd yeah. love to destroy Snyder. If we could get Snyder on, that'd be fun. Ooh, Jeff Snyder. He has come on as a co-host and judge, but never as a debater. So I'd be kind of curious mm. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Good one. For sure. And what about you, Drew? You may have lost today, but you never know in the future. He's dejected. Well, fuck a duck. Okay, Drew, mm -hmm. who would you like to kind of go against in the future if you were, uh, if uh, you, if you would like to come back? I want to go against fifty-three percent of the audience. <laughs> I want to go against sixty-one percent of the audience. 
you okay. idiots have no idea what kind of film you're passing <laughs> up on here. Okay, look, don't get out of the elevator. All right, it's cheap. Okay, we can shoot the whole thing in one house. All right, we can do a B roll. We can cut away. We can do green screen for the graduation. We can fly Tom in. He can shoot in twelve hours. We can do all of his scenes. The whole thing, twenty seven million. That's it. That's it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I the budget for where's the comma belts? Where's the comma belts, guys? Coming to a theater near you for twenty-seven million dollars. Okay, um, we okay. So, Drew, just want to let you know there are quite a few people, wonderful people, that have lost their first matches in the past, such as mm. Chris Harloff. Um, uh, I can't say, uh, Shannon, Shannon Barney has lost as well over to uh, video Drew, for example. Is there anyone in particular you would love to go up against in the future? Yeah, I'm <laughs> don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. This is a serious question. I gotta think about it. I think, uh, I think I want to take Ben on again. Yeah, uh -huh, that's okay. my answer. Ben, see, this this whole thing was, it was ridiculous, and I want another Tom Hooper question. <laughs> Tom Hooper taking notes. Let it be noted, Drew will only play in matches that involve the director Tom Hooper. I'm just telling oh, you, man, God. the film would have been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematographer, guys, it's going to be Oscar worthy. Just saying, definitely on levels of uh, Blade Runner 2049. I mean, according Absolutely. to our Twitter chat okay. earlier, Drew claimed he'd already written the script, so I'm have, sure people would love to yeah. see the script. I mean, I would play Christian, but I'm pretty sure he'd probably leave halfway through if I was like this. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, all right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I just realized I did never switched over to the question number three on here. Oh, well. All right, but thank you guys so much for coming on. Kelsey, my love, you are all on a bag of chips. Ben, as always, wonderful in every single way. Drew, I mean, come on, look at that hat. <laughs> come on, guys. You have for having us. Guys. Thank we you for having me. Fun. I'm upset. This but, um, thank you. Yep, appreciate it. <laughs> We're going to all go cry in a corner now. And you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us for as long as you have. I mean, we've been recording for about almost an hour and a half now. And I appreciate you so much for going and checking us out today and on Twitter and all that good stuff. So thank you again. And we'll see you here next week on Schmobates. Thanks, guys. Oh, you know what? I'll give you guys a little treat again. In a world where one man betrayed his brother... Sparking a civil war that has torn asunder a once proud army, placing family against family. The time has come for one last showdown in the only arena that may have the chance to contain such awesomeness. The Schmobait Arena. This is Schmobates. And this is the next chapter of the Action Army Civil War.